ladies, welcome back to Field by Faith Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson, and continue listening for today's episode. Hey guys, so today's topic is all about identity and finding who you truly are in Christ and standing firm in that. Um, so Kay had a really good, I guess, revelation from Sunday, you could say, um, that she's going to share, and then we'll go off that. Um, so the revelation I got was that what God is doing in your life is not what he's going to do in Joss's life or the next person's life. So like what your purpose is, like you should not worry about somebody else's purpose. Like it's about you and God and like what God has per like planned for your life. And the reason how I got this revelation is the pastor was like, let me actually bring up the notes so I get this right. And what he said was how God's working in somebody else's life is none of your business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ooh, because I sit there and especially at the beginning of my walk, I was really quick to compare my walk to somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, that's that sucks because I'm like, that's not fair to my that's not fair to me. Like I shouldn't be sitting here and like comparing it to somebody else because that's being like mean to myself and judgmental and that's also a, a sin. And so it's from like finding your true identity in Christ that you learn that and it starts to grow and stuff like that if that yeah, makes sense yeah and what I was saying before too to Kay is that um my whole life I've kind of struggled with comparison and I think that's really common among women I'm not saying that I'm much different than a lot of women because I think we all struggle with that to an extent yeah um but for me it was almost like I tried to imitate other people so that my life I almost could like escape from mine in a sense. It's weird, but I feel like it was almost like a trauma response. And so when I got saved, it was kind of the same thing. Like I would just look to the people that were in my church and then be like, why is my walk not like that? Or why is my relationship with God not like that? Mm -hmm. And how do they hear God so clearly when I feel like I can't? Right. And um, I feel like God's revealed to me more and more. Like some of that really is my mental health. It just is. And I was talking to this about my to my therapist, and I mention this a lot because it's very prevalent in my life, especially right now. Um, but there's a lot of guilt that comes with my mental health, like <clears throat> with anxiety and with even my ADHD, because I just I almost feel like I'm doing something wrong with my relationship with God since that's not at 100%, like my mental health isn't at 100%. Mm -hmm. And so I was just kind of explaining that to her, and she said a really good thing that almost like helped me feel less shame about it. And she said that a lot of our mental health things are biological, like especially if you've endured a lot of trauma, like I have, especially at a young age, your brain develops differently than the person next to you might because they didn't have the same trauma as you did or they didn't have the same experience as you did. Mm -hmm. So our brains kind of evolve to what our life experiences are. And um, she was explaining like sometimes we do need medication to fix that or to remold our brain into like a normal way of thinking yeah. and she compared it to her having glasses because she was like in my lifetime there was a season that I went through where I was like praying that God restored my glass or my eyesight and my allergies and she's like they're very everyday things but she was like if if there wasn't such thing as glasses I'd probably be pleading with God a lot more but there is such thing as glasses. So at this point, I just have to be grateful that there's glasses. Mm -hmm. And she was like, for you, medication could be glasses. 
in a sense, if that makes sense. Like, the way she explained it made it a lot more sense, but um, she was like, for you, medication could be equivalent to me needing glasses. And she was like, if it's available to you and it's going to help you, then do it. Right. And she was like, God also gave us science and he also gave us medication. Mm -hmm. Like, these are gifts from him. So look at it more as that way. And she's like, of course God delivers and of course God heals. But as we all know, he doesn't heal everybody. Like yeah. there's some people who have cancer that end up dying from cancer and he doesn't miraculously heal them. Right. But there might be some people where that is that their testimony and praise God for that. Right. But that's not everybody's story. And she was like, you just have to almost accept that. Which it was really hard for me to accept, especially coming to the point where needing to be on medication was even in the conversation. Yeah. It was a shame. I kind of am ashamed to admit it in a right. sense, you know. I um, I bring up this book a lot, and I'm still not done with it. I'm a very slow reader, but um, Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. I'm almost done with it. But in the beginning of the book, she talks about anxiety and stuff, and she talks about how God can cure anxiety, like Joss was just saying. But some people, like it's a chemical imbalance in your body Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that's something that really helped me when I actually like realized that that like that's something I can't help like that's just how I'm made and how like my maker made me so if he's gonna make me this way and he sees that perfect in his eyes like don't get me wrong so much easier said than done because I still struggle with it but like being actually knowing and actually this Sunday, funny, funny enough, I was very anxious because of school. I'm very hard on myself with school. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if I don't get perfect grades, like, or I get something wrong, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. Like, mm-hmm. if I, even if I get like 19 out of 25, like, that's a B. And I'm like, yeah. oh God, I suck. Yeah. And so seeing those things, it makes me really anxious and almost like not feel good enough. But then I like reminded myself, I'm like, this grade does not define you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the struggle of like actually knowing that like, this is what God says about me. Granted, maybe I didn't do the best on this grade. Like, maybe I could have tried harder. But it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, this doesn't define me. And that's where finding your identity in Christ, going back to that, is just so important, you know? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, well, I know that God uses things like this to be able to tell other people that it is okay. Right. Not making it an excuse or making it as a crutch to not try to be better and not seek God for healing or deliverance. But if you've done those things and he's still like almost guiding you to like therapy and to medication, then listen to him. It's okay. He's not going to be like, oh, you're not trying hard enough because he created you and he knows the life that you've went through yeah and he knows everything that's going on you're not doing something wrong and that's almost something that I had to I still have to remind myself of like you're no less than a Christian who's not on medication or you're no less than a Christian who doesn't struggle with anxiety right because there's a lot of people who don't believe in mental health that are in the church and so it's important to have some people advocating for that because there's a lot of people who just silently struggle because they're afraid to admit that they struggle yeah and I've I've went through two I'd say almost like three deliverances and there's certain things that did break yes and praise God but everything didn't right and I'm not gonna sit here and go through deliverance after deliverance after deliverance every week right (laughs) and then almost feel even worse because it's not gone yet exactly you know and it's something I continue to seek prayer about and if he 
one day heals it and tells me to get right. off meds, I will do that. Exactly. You know, but in this season of my life right now, that's where he has me, and that's kind of where I'm trying to accept. Right. You know, and that kind of does go with almost like finding your identity right. because I'm listening to what God is leading, what I feel God is leading me to do. Definitely, dude. I um. So this is actually like kind of like it's kind of going off that point, but kind of not. Yeah. So I saw a movie on Friday. It's a little wild. I'm not gonna lie. It was called Redeeming Love. Highly, highly recommend it. But so basically, this girl was born out of wedlock. The main character was born out of wedlock, and so um, the dad, like, long story short, like the dad that was supporting her father ended up cutting them off so her mom ended up becoming a prostitute so the mom ended up passing away the daughter she um gets sold into like a prostitute house and at eight years old so that's the only way she knows of life and she like believes in god but she's like if my god's so good then like why did this thing like why did these things Mm -hmm. happen and this like man of god like comes into the movie like not that long after it starts and he stops at this church and he's like praying and then he's like in god like it would be really nice if you could brought me a wife soon like this and that and um he goes into this town and he meets this girl and um he sees her and he was like oh my gosh you're so beautiful like this and that or like he doesn't say this to her but he's like who is that like and he just knew right away like that's who god wanted him to marry so he was going into this house like paying to talk to her and she just like didn't understand like why he was going up to that her and like trying to be like get to know her and like marry her because she's like because he was paying to talk to her but not to have sex yes with her. yes sorry that's that's mm-hmm. a good point to bring up so like he was just like chilling up there and then his time would be it up and then he would have to leave and then he'd pay again to like go up there and all this stuff and i don't want to ruin the movie for anyone that sees it but like the moral of the story is like this lady didn't know like her identity in Christ so like she couldn't accept the love that this Christian was trying to give her and so she's like sitting there and she's like why do you love me like Mm -hmm. why are you even trying to love me and she like couldn't accept his love yeah and I think a lot of times too we do that with God when we're not like true in our identity yet or like Mm -hmm. completely even before I was like saved like I would sit there and I'd be like oh my gosh like I'm not, like, I can't accept this love that God wants to give me yet. Yeah. Because he's sitting here, like, with open arms, like, I love you so much. Like, I love you more than you could ever imagine. But we're like, oh, no, not yet. Yeah. You know? Which I think we did talk about that in the last episode, yeah. too. Um, But, like, just, and I have to get better at this, too, just, like, reading specific verses that remind me of my identity in him. Yeah. And reminding me of who I am, that I'm not this weak victim that sometimes I can get in that headspace of because of things like anxiety and whatever else that's going on in my life I can almost talk down to myself which isn't healthy um and so just learning how to find that in scripture and lean on that when you have bad days because I was I was telling Kay like and this is a big reason why I haven't been posting on social media as much too because sometimes social media can be a trigger of anxiety just because you see everybody else like thriving and then you look at your life and you're like okay god like when is my blessing coming you know and I can get in those head spaces sometimes and they're not healthy to be in obviously um but like lately the past two weeks it's almost like my anxiety is heightened and Mm -hmm. I was telling her it's just I was so busy for so long and then it's like everything just comes to a stop and you're just sitting there not being distracted from your things that are going on in your mind 
And that's almost what happened is like everything stopped and now I just am sitting here realizing everything I need to work on. And I, like God almost showed me like, this is why you needed to slow down so that you can heal from things that you've been running from. Mm-hmm. And I've been running from these things for so long because I almost didn't want to look at how much I needed to fix. And so um, he really, when you give him the chance, he really does just work with you and mold you into exactly who he intended for you to be and puts the people in place to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've just kind of as we all go through just been in a little bit more of a valley um than anything and i'm just trying to navigate that which sometimes it makes it hard to even be creative in these senses with like posting and knowing what to say because i think i shared this in the last one too when you're just in a fog you almost don't know how you're supposed to help others when you feel like you can't really even I don't want to say help myself because I know God's helping me, but like when you don't even know where you're at right now, right. it's hard to try to tell other people, just do this and be happy and right. like be more positive when the reality is some weeks of our lives, we're just not happy and that's yeah. okay. I, um, I was thinking about it today too. And like, sometimes too, it just like life gets so overwhelming that you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, like I have this to do and that to do. Mm-hmm. And then it like it almost, I don't want to say triggers my anxiety, but it does. And then I'm like overwhelmed because of that. Yeah. And so I honestly don't know where I was going. (laughs) I did like, cause we've been talking a lot about like mental health and anxiety lately. And it's just really prevalent, especially in like 2020. Yeah. It's not like every aspects of my life or Kay's life is stressful and that's not ever what I want to relay like I'm still so grateful to God and I I thank him every single day for the blessings that he gives me even on days when it's hard I still thank him before I go to bed for having family and being able to have a functioning body and you know the amountless blessings that he's given me Mm -hmm. um and I want to almost like move into for the end of this podcast talking about how we get over those things and how we cope when we are in like a valley Mm -hmm. um and like for me like sometimes I don't have that energy to open my bible and I'm just being honest like I'll listen to the through the word app there's if you look on there they have topics of the bible and one of them that I was listening to yesterday is anxiety and um he like shares scripture and shares bible stories and stuff and there's different parts to it about whatever you're struggling with and so that's something that I do I try to find somebody in faith to relate to that's Mm -hmm. like gotten out of that yeah um to be like well not like they did it but just see how they did it and see the steps that they took and the advice that they can give for me who might be currently in in where they got out of yeah definitely dude um, one of the things I do is I, well, it's probably not the healthiest thing, but I'll like, when I'm very anxious, I take a nap because <laughs> it gives me like a, my mind a break from like thinking if I'm able to take a nap. If I'm like, a way I, I get out of it is usually praying, but it's like getting the energy to pray. Sometimes I can't. Yeah. Like if I'm being honest, like it sounds crazy because like all you have to do is just open your mouth and pray. But sometimes like. I feel so stuck that I can't even, like, do that. See, I will feel that in a sense, but I'll push through that and just be like, thank you, God. 
Like, even if you get one word out to God, yeah. sometimes you feel so much better. You're mm-hmm. like, God, I'm anxious right now. Yeah. And it doesn't even... Because I think sometimes we get in our, our heads and we're like, we have to say this long prayer right. and be like, oh my gosh, God, like, I'm so anxious. Like, you know, and say the whole prayer. And mm-hmm. we don't. Sometimes we literally just have to be like, God, I'm anxious. Yeah. Sometimes you know? I, like, think it in my head and I'm like, he can hear me. But I'm like, <laughs> I need to, like, say it out loud. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's just power when you say it out loud. Yeah. I do think that he knows our... Well, I know he knows our thoughts and he knows our hearts. But sometimes you just have to say it out loud for it to actually, like, break. Right. So... I know that I, I obviously know Kay's testimony already, so I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it for you guys. So when you did hit that low point, I think it was last year, like right before you started therapy, like mm-hmm. what was that point where you were like, I need help and I need to go talk to somebody about what I'm going through? Uh, the lowest, like the point where I hit, like all of a sudden I started getting suicidal thoughts and it was like right before... Um, I started getting them and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, because I haven't got suicidal thoughts, I think, since like, I want to say before I was saved or like even, um, it was like before I was saved or when I was in like middle school. Like, it's been a while since I've got suicidal thoughts. So I started getting them and I was like, this is really weird. Like, why, why am I getting suicidal thoughts? And I remember before I started getting them, I would always say, like I told Jasus this one time, like, I think I'm going to die young. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, why would I even say that? You know what I mean? Like, that's just a weird, like, point to think about. And so it was, like, the fact where I started getting suicidal thoughts and I was like, this is not normal for me to feel this way. And just, like, I was like, I know I'll never kill myself. Like, I hope I never get to that point. So I was like, I need to get help before I get to that Mm -hmm. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was almost the point of like realizing that I do need to get help because if I don't get help, this isn't going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like was in therapy and I was talking through like when I started getting the like suicidal thoughts and I was like, I honestly think I thought I was going to die young because I was getting suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like the enemy planted that in my brain first, like, Oh, you're going to die young. And then all of a sudden, bam, I started getting suicidal thoughts. And I'm like, this doesn't make, this isn't me. Like, I, I'm not suicidal. Like, I don't, like, that isn't me anymore. I shouldn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So That's crazy because when I was struggling with suicidal thoughts in high school, I used to tell my friends the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, I don't see myself living past, like, 17. I was, like, 15 or 16 at the time. So yeah. that's, like, really concerning. Even though I didn't have any plans to kill myself, it was just, like, one of those things where I was like, yeah, I'm not going to live past, like, yeah. 17. And it's like, why would you think yeah. that, you know? It is. It's When you look back at it, you're like, dude, it's a total scheme of the enemy and it's a total like he's trying to deceive to deceive us so that we really get that in our heads like yeah you are not living Mm because then you almost start living without purpose right you're like well what's the point of living if i'm only going to live until 17 or what's the point of trying to pursue goals if i'm going to die in a couple years right you know what i mean that's crazy and that's when when i figured that out i was like dang yeah and once in a while don't get me wrong i'll still get suicidal thoughts but it's like what i do when i get that suicidal thought Mm. like am i gonna take it captive and like actually agree to it or am i gonna be like no that's not what i'm thinking right Right. now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like figuring out why i get those suicidal thoughts and like kicking those in the butt because i don't want to think like when i have a child like i don't want to you know what i mean like i'm trying to like kick those things in the butt before i have Mm -hmm. kids because i don't want them to have to go through those things you know yeah what made you want to go back to therapy so 
like I said, I've really always struggled mentally. Like it's always just been a thing ever since I was little. Like mm-hmm. I would get panic attacks and my family did not know how to deal with me. Like I was just, I would be in fits of just like screaming and crying and I'm like 10. Yeah. And I remember one of the things that I would get so worked up about is this was af- obviously after 9-11 happened and I would hear planes fly over and I would get like anxiety that they were going to like bomb <laughs> bomb and I was gonna die and oh like I would try telling my grandma these things like why am I thinking about this right. as a 10 year old like it was just crazy I just have anxiety about absolutely anything and everything and then getting older like it turned more less about things like that and more into like social anxiety so like I had anxiety about going to school and being around other people and I had anxiety about doing random things like I couldn't do things on my own I didn't even order my own food up until I was like a freshman in high school because I didn't want to talk to anybody wow like I was just so bound by my anxiety and so then like when I got older I started to get more confident like I started pushing myself to do things even when I would feel anxiety I'd push myself to do it because I'd be like are you really gonna let this like rule your life and this was before I knew God so it was just going, I was going to therapy at this time and she was teaching me ways like of exposure therapy where you do the thing that you're afraid of so that you you realize it's not as big of a deal as you have in your mind. Okay. And so I started doing that and that helped me with certain things, but the social aspect was still really weird. Like I would always feel awkward no matter what. I always felt like an awkward person. And so... Um, then I fast forward a little bit so it doesn't get too long. I um, got saved and then my anxiety was really like good. Like I didn't, I still got it even going to church and stuff like being around the people, especially because a lot of people come up and hug you. And at that church, a lot of them were just outgoing and they wanted to have like full on conversations and I wasn't ready for that. Like I just, I get anxious by that stuff. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, I would still have like fits of anxiety, but it wasn't as bad as it used to be. So I was like, oh, my anxiety's better. Right. And then um, one time in church, I was getting suicidal thoughts. I think I told you this. And this kind of ties into identity. I was just looking around the room and I was like, well, not me. It was not me. It was definitely the enemy, the devil trying to like speak lies into me. And he was like, look around the room. Like God loves all of these people more than he loves you. And, like, I just was crying the whole sermon, not even because of what the pastor was saying or because I was having an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It was literally because I felt worthless in that moment, and I felt like I wasn't worth as much as the people around me. And so I went up to one of the ladies. Well, no, Kate was there, and I, the lady that I normally would have pray for me wasn't at church because she, for, like, a month, she hadn't been there. And so I was like, I don't know who to talk to, like, because again I get nervous talking to new people so I was like I don't know who to talk to but I need prayer like I knew I needed it that day because of the intense suicidal thoughts that were going through my mind and um so then the ladies prayed for me and I did get delivered that day I did feel lighter that day I did I know that God delivered me from some spirit that day Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I need more. Like, I need somebody to talk to about this stuff. And I didn't want to go back to my old therapist because I almost, 
felt like I knew her for so long that she started to not realize how serious my issues were. Yeah. So Kayla had just started going to therapy at this Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me try Christian counseling because now obviously faith is a huge part of my life and I would never want to not be able to talk about that aspect with the therapist. Right. Um, That was important to me because a lot of people who are in the science don't believe in God right <laughs> not everybody don't get me wrong but there are a lot because they think science overrules God but anyway um so I didn't feel comfortable right and so talking to her like it made me feel a lot more comfortable because she shows how like science and um, medication meets God mm-hmm. and I think it's really unique because we're taught as Christians it's one or the other you can't have both coexist yeah but we forget that God creates everything so God gave you know scientists and doctors and nurses the gift yeah to give us these things yeah you know and so that helped me have a lot less shame around my mental health because yeah. again like a lot of people at our old church were just I don't want to say they were against it because there were some people that were like, no, like, go ahead, like, get on medication, see a therapist. I think that's good if it's going to help you. Right. But then there was others that's, like, almost more condemning, like, you're not doing something right or you're not, you need to be delivered more. Right. And like I said, I would never talk down deliverance because there's many Christians who try to say that deliverance isn't real and i believe that the ministry of jesus is deliverance ministry because he talks about casting out impure spirits all over scripture right exactly um so that's very much real um and i would never degrade it but mental health is also real right and biology is also real right and the way that our minds are formed because of trauma because of you know certain genetics Mm -hmm. is real yeah And um, I would never use that as an excuse. I really believe that one day God will deliver me and there will be a day that I don't have to be on medication. But right now, the season that I'm in, that's just where I'm at. He hasn't delivered me from that yet. So I can't sit here and not do something about it because I'm worried that other Christians aren't going to think that I'm doing something right. Right. I, so over the summer I got put on meds also, and just to share that, but, um, and when I first got put on meds, like my regular doctor like suggested it, he was like, you just seem really down. And like my therapist knew that, but I was going to her weekly. So I'm like, I'm doing enough, but it obviously wasn't enough at that point. I was like really struggling. I was just really depressed. I did not like my job. I was like sick too. Like I had um, headaches every day. So it was just like headaches combined with like being depressed like just it was a lot and so I went and talked to our therapist about it and she was like you know medication like it it, you're not gonna have to be on it forever but she was like for right now like you've been so down like it wouldn't be bad just trying it out yeah and and it's almost like what Josh said too it's almost like you're giving yourself like a a bump up like yeah now I can finally say like when I do have anxiety or when I do have depression like I can bounce back where before like I struggled like yeah. I would be down in the dumps for days weeks on end sometimes so it's yeah. like now I have the option to bounce back because I have something helping me yeah you know so and that that is something too is not everybody goes through mental health right and 
so not only Christians don't understand, but even people who don't know God don't understand because they've never dealt with the same mental health issues, and that's okay. Right. And some people in the church, I think, are against it because they've gotten delivered from it, mm-hmm. and then they feel like, well, God delivered me, so why aren't you, right. you know, you need to do that. Right. And like my therapist said, yes, God does deliver but he Mm -hmm. picks and chooses who he delivers why we don't know maybe because there's a greater testimony that will come later down the road or maybe he needed to deliver somebody so they could show somebody in their life yeah you know what i mean we never know god's plan and we don't know why he does things but we also know that he doesn't want us to be sitting here struggling when we could be doing something about it and for me if my mental health isn't at the best I know that my relationship with God sometimes can struggle. So me improving my mental health, honestly, is only improving my relationship with God. Right. Because I'm fixing the imbalances in my brain to where I can understand him better. I can feel him better. And, you know, I can focus on him better. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I am getting to the point where I don't feel as shameful. um, And I also am more comfortable opening up about, like, deeper things. Yeah. Yeah. and honestly, like, I don't compare myself as much as I did because mm-hmm. I really was comparing myself a lot and, like, comparing my purpose to others. And that's not fair to me and it's not even fair to the other person because it's, like, if, like we were saying at the beginning, if I'm so focused on what they're doing, I'm not going to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing in God's eyes mm-hmm. to the best of my ability because my eyes aren't going to be on my own purpose. It's going right. to be on on theirs exactly and so um just being firm in that and knowing that i want whatever god wants for me i don't want what the next person is doing right you know and i think too when like you grow in your identity with christ because it's like ever growing like you're forever growing in your relationship with christ and your identity with christ like you will gain those things like when i first like got saved like i was like what's my purpose like i literally would even talk to joss about it me too that was like the only thing that i focused on so like what's my purpose like what it what's my purpose in life and then i realized i was like okay me focusing on this like isn't gonna give me the answer so let's just because god's looking down like how about patience right exactly (laughs) can we figure out patience as your purpose right now but and now I'm like as I grew in my identity with Christ and actually learning like my identity and who I am in Jesus it changed everything it was like I'm gonna reveal to you what your purpose is when you're ready because like if God would have told me my purpose was to be a teacher when I got saved I would have been like uh absolutely not yeah take it back (laughs) I don't want that purpose Mm -hmm. but it's like and that was my purpose right then. Like, my purpose could just be to be, like, showing people the love of Jesus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's every Christian's purpose, you know? So and I just... almost think sometimes we know that stuff and we're unsatisfied with it. Right. Because I know for me, I definitely am guilty of that. Like, being unsatisfied with the small things. Mm-hmm. And God's waiting for us to be satisfied with the small things. So he can, so he can trust us with the bigger things. Mm-hmm. Because if he can't trust us with little, he can't trust us with right. much. And that's just true. Exactly. Because sometimes, like, yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm being like, Zay, like, why can't we not just be blessed to be millionaires right Right. like why and then I think about it and we're much more responsible with our finances now but 
if God would have blessed us with that much money even a year ago, we would have blew it all and right. we would not have been responsible with it because we weren't responsible with the little that we had. Right. You know what I mean? No, definitely. And so when he sees that he can trust you with more, not just in finances, but with anything, mm-hmm. then he knows he can trust you with much. Exactly. So Or with little, and then he knows he can trust you with much. Exactly. So, Yeah. I think that's good, dude. That is good. I feel like today's episode was a little all over the place, but yeah. then again, that's kind of like a look into my brain right now. So um, hopefully it still was like able to bless somebody. Yes. And hopefully it's a little bit just honest and vulnerable of what we go through as human beings, whether right. we're believers or not. And oh yeah, that was the point. I have one more thing, one more point is that I've only been saved for like two years, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about. Like I've only known Jesus for two years. Yeah. So for us to put this much pressure mm-hmm. on ourselves within two years of a relationship, like two years is significant. Don't get me wrong. And I've learned a lot and I've gotten so close to him, but I also have 22 years mm-hmm. of living the wrong way yeah. and not understanding any of this. Mm-hmm. So for me to think that I'm going to get it together in two years just isn't even accurate, isn't right. even reasonable right. with myself. Um, so if you're also in that boat, like if you're, I'd say even under five years, yeah. just know and don't put so much pressure on yourself knowing that God is continually and slowly but surely molding you right and he doesn't expect you to be perfect within a day exactly. that doesn't mean like enable your bad behaviors like always strive to be better but, but don't get down on yourself when you fall right and I want to end on a note that our pastor actually brought up on Sunday sorry um And he said, Jesus understands that we fall short. Mm. And I think that's so good because sometimes we think that we do have to be perfect. And like I said, it doesn't mean, oh yeah, go back to your sin and like have that be an excuse for sinning. No, of course not. But be understanding that even Jesus knew we were going to fall short. Right. Because even Peter fell short. And that's kind of what he was talking about when Peter denied him three times. Mm -hmm. Like even Peter fell short and Jesus already knew that he was going to fall short. Yeah. But Peter had arrogance in him and he wasn't willing to admit himself that he was falling short. Right. So sometimes we just have to admit to ourselves we are going to fall short and and it's okay. We don't need to have pride and think that we're perfect. Because even Jesus and God knows that we're going to fall short some days Mm -hmm. and it's okay yeah so i just want to give that to somebody because like i said putting that pressure on yourself is hard very hard and we are our hardest critics we're even Mm -hmm. harder critics on ourselves than god is oh definitely so we just need to remember that we are human Mm -hmm. we are born into a world of sin and there's going to be days where we don't do good yep but as long as we stay in repentance and we stay humble god will forgive us right exactly we love you guys so much and we just pray that you have a good week yes we're excited for you guys to listen yes we hope you stay fueled by faith